Hey, greetings, it's Thursday Night Live. Well, actually, it's Wednesday Night Live. We're recording it a day early. early. We're trying something new. Yes. But I decided we're having a coming out party for me that I'm going to tell you tonight that I don't have nausea like I did last <laughs> week. I don't know if you remember, but I was like, I, I couldn't even watch the video because I felt like, oh my gosh, that those poor, that anybody watching that would probably like. I got so many messages about what to take and hope you feel better. I felt so bad. There's way sicker people in the world than, um, and I always feel so bad when people, nausea is one of those worst things to have, right? But I improv I went with it. You know, we're all in this new season of our lives where we get thrown things that we didn't plan or we didn't for sure didn't ask for. And we're learning how to improv with it. We're learning how to flow with it, to embrace it. And um, tonight, Enrique, we're going to be sharing a really great message and a great um, technique with um, another improv term that's really, um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to drop the ball before my husband shares it. But anyway, um, I think it's going to really give us a lot of food for thought. Well, we're just so blessed that you tuned in to be with us tonight. We try mm -hmm. to keep our messages between 15, 20 minutes most. We don't know um, a lot of you. You know, we see you on the street after and you say, hey, you know, I've been watching your video. It just blesses us beyond words to think that we don't get to have people over our house. For those of you that know us, we're an open door and we have people over all the time. We entertain mm -hmm. all the time. But now with COVID, it's kind of like we've been limited. Um, we do try to do some things in our patio and say hi to people, but um, it's just different. So it's so nice that we can have this time to just share and be kind of together, even though we're not physically together. So let's just open up in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for tonight. Pray, thank you for the message that's been prepared. I pray that it would sink into our hearts. And Lord, continue to move us. Speak to us. Lord, we want to be moving and, and responding. And um, we want to honor you, Lord, in the ways that we respond. And Lord, some of us are going through some really, really hard times. And tragedy is hitting. And it doesn't seem to just hit once. It's hitting more than once. Lord, we're ask, I'm asking for extra grace and mercy for those that need it. Mm -hmm. Lord, an extra measure of patience. An extra measure of perseverance, Lord self-control lord i just ask that even now um tonight that you would just give us all a sensitivity to lord how you want us to move in our personal lives with our loved ones with our extended families that we could be really an agent of change an angel of light for you lord that we would be your hands and your feet and that we would have um the words to say and the um the mood to bring in you know they say when you walk into a room we just Pray that when we walk into a room, we can change the atmosphere, that we can help bring people that much closer to experiencing all that you have for them. In yes. Jesus' name, amen. Yes, amen. Mm -hmm. so, Improv, part four. Amen. So, um, blessed are the flexible is the subtitle that I've always oh, been using. Yes. For they shall not be broken. For they shall not be broken. Uh, mm -hmm. 2020, as you know, has been a crazy, crazy year, a year of change. Mm -hmm. uh, improvisation is a practice of reacting to the moment and responding to change. Mm -hmm. And so we've all had to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I talked a little bit over the last few weeks about Jesus mentioned the new wineskins and put new wine. And uh, the new wine, uh, if you put into some old wineskins, the right. old wineskins cannot adjust so to good. it. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be fluid. We need to be flexible to whatever's coming our way. And we have to uh, you know, create new patterns of life and new practices, uh, new ways to act. It's kind of like dancing learning a, uh, a new dance altogether, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so um and his Which reminds me mm. oh. and so jesus's uh <laughs> disciples they learned to improvise in establishing even the church you know the beginning of the stages of the church's growth 
um, there were some people that were trying to get legalistic with them and they were like, no, 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 wait a minute. The Holy mm -hmm. Spirit fell on everyone. So mm -hmm. it was not limited. So let's not limit the Holy Spirit. I mean, he's moving in people's mm -hmm. lives. And so they allowed the Spirit to continue to move in people's lives. And, and I think that's kind of like um, where we find ourselves today. It's like, what is the Spirit of God leading us to? What, what's happening? And so I think that um, the, the jazz perspective for me has been like very helpful because jazz, uh, if you listen to it, it has so many variations and there's mm. a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, experimenting with, with uh, certain chord progressions and all of a sudden they'll kind of bend the note in a way so they'll go into a completely different sound and people are like, oh wow, that's a pretty cool sound. And it creates a whole new genre, it creates a whole new thing going on. And so I talked a little bit about that and then I was talking about syncopation and it uh, involves a variety of rhythms. Um, and it's a like a, it, it's it's called a disturbance or a interruption of the regular flow of rhythm. So all of a sudden the drummer is going like this, and all of a sudden he's and he's changing it up, and all of a sudden all the musicians adjust to that, and then all of a sudden they up tempo or down it, and they just kind of go with that. And so that's kind of what we're having to learn. You know, there's a mm -hmm. a different drum beat going on all around mm -hmm. us, and um, and Jesus was a master at that. You know, he was on his way to go heal this uh this gentleman's uh, i don't know was a servant or someone and then this lady who had had an issue of blood uh struggled with it for years 12 years she touches him because she knows in her according to the scripture that if she him. could just touch him i will be healed and he felt power leave him and she was healed and he had conversation with her it's called call and response which is another term they use in jazz and um and so jesus was doing that he was going back and forth with this and he was communicating we're gonna improv my phone's ringing yes and then last week i spoke about symphonic jazz and symphonic jazz uh was put together by uh, this guy named duke ellington another guy named ferguson another one called whitman uh these people they they uh, synchronized put together the traditional music the symphonies and then they added the jazz flavor to it and so then all of a sudden, then jazz became like a, a normal genre because mm -hmm. it stayed within a certain flow of music, uh, following music theory. But at the same time, there was some variation in it, you know, so they allowed for some movement uh, going this way or that way. And so I talked a little bit about that. And I talked about the symphony, you know, how you you have someone that is leading uh, at the front, you know, and, and everyone's aware of each other and they're playing according to what's in front of them. And um, and Jesus spoke of that, yeah, us working like a symphony. You know, he says, mm -hmm. "I tell you, if uh, you agree or harmonize together, or you make a symphony together about whatever they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven." So when you align yourself to God, and um, and then you're in agreement with other people mm -hmm. alongside you, and they're aligned to God, and you pray, these things happen. God moves mm -hmm. right in powerful ways. It's interesting. I can't help but think about how. You know, jazz, it was new at the time, but then when it was around long enough and it was able to establish itself, it got the respect that it was due. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing right now. I feel like we're in a season of pioneering new works all around us. And we're realizing that some of these works, some of these changes, even after COVID, they're going to stick. Because right. they're realizing that it was better that way. Right. I think of here in Avalon on our little island, because no one of the restaurants can have people come in, dine inside. They've all taken some space on the beach 
Normally the restaurants are on beachfront anyway, and it's delightful to sit and look out at the water. Well, now the tables are on the beach. Yeah. And they realize that, you know what? We're going to honor. We're going to have everybody be outside. But it's going to be really hard for people to want to even go back. Oh, yeah. It's so nice I, I feel there. bad for those, you know, busboys and, yeah. and all the servers that have to put those tables. Right. It's a lot of work. Right. But what they realized, it was something really beautiful. It was. So sometimes as we synchronize and we create this new sound and this new music and new flow, um, it really works for everyone. It does. And we don't want to change it to the back to the way it was. It, absolutely. Which is a, a, a word that I kind of threw together. Called, I called it simprovise. And it's a blend of established life rhythms coupled with improv. And so we have life rhythms that we all live, right? And and then all of a sudden things change. Mm -hmm. COVID uh, changed everything. A lot of people's work uh, schedule or even having work at all, that changed, where they live, what they do, who they can visit, everything changed. And so um, and so that was a certain life rhythm that was kind of shaken, you know, but we've, we're learning to yes. improvise. We're learning to, ch to change and go along with this. And, um, and Jesus did that. He simprovised. He kept to the biblical truth, yes, yet he improved um, with people. And, to, and he showed them how to be better humans, you mm -hmm. know? And so he was giving them uh, new things. Like mm -hmm. he said, you've heard the law that it says, you know, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now that was something that they all understood. But he said, but I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that mm -hmm. way, you'll be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. So now he was supervising he was he was saying okay this is what was said this is what was understood but it's i'm good. telling you here's how i want you to live this is the heart of it this mm -hmm. is yeah and mm -hmm. and so i think that's the key is like where are we going as a people where are we going as individuals where are we going as a, as a community as a nation uh that's based on how we're going to improvise how we're going to stay improv. together no matter what absolutely absolutely and it leads to unity um and which is which is important so how do we get, get together and stay together you know we we pray together we praise god together we love together i think that's another thing and and so which creates this harmony mm -hmm. which is another thing that is a, super important in the jazz world mm -hmm. harmonization where you've got different musicians playing and one will be playing or when people sing you know you have three-part harmony four-part harmonies and you have beautiful variations of of the same sound but you have different voices adding to it and it just makes it a beautiful sound and it reminds me of the uh, Peter it says this is the goal to live in harmony with one another and mm -hmm. demonstrate affectionate love sympathy and kindness toward mm -hmm. other believers and I think that is the key and so those were the things that we were talking about over the last few weeks which leads to tonight um, tonight's uh, word is living Improv living is a paradox, it's a mystery, and it's also a romance. Mm. And so tonight we're going to look at a paradox. And a paradox is very interesting because um, it's something that seems contradictory mm -hmm. or opposed to common sense, yet it's probably true. Like there are things in your life that just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. But you just know deep inside you, I, I, it doesn't make sense, but we're going to do this. And you step out because you have a sense inside you that says this way. And it, even though your mind says no, but your heart says yes. And you go and then you realize, I heard from God. Mm -hmm. God was leading me this way, right? Oh, That's I can the think paradox. Of, I can think of two, two times in our personal life. Remember when 
it was it was the day before Halloween, the end of October. We left Catalina Island to move to Buffalo, New mm -hmm. York. I mean, that's a paradox. They're right. like, you're gonna go to Buffalo in the middle of the winter, um, and you're gonna leave California. Well, yeah, the paradox was that the Lord was calling us to take care of our mom, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, we knew once we got there that the path was correct. And then I think of this one particular Sunday, um, you weren't in town, and I was feeling like ch church shopping. And then I thought, no, you need to go to the chapel. Just, mm -hmm. you, you just you need to go back to the chapel that morning. Right. And one of the ministries in Buffalo, and I went that morning, and it was trajectory. It changed a lot of my life in our ministry. Um, ended up helping out and then getting a, landing a job and doing children's ministry there for many years. Mm -hmm. So I think about there's just something in you. It didn't make sense at first. It didn't right. seem to be where God was calling us. Well, as we stepped forward, he made it all happen. And I know you're all, I'm sure, thinking of something in your sure. own life where you weren't quite sure why it didn't seem to make sense. Sometimes it's with pain. Sometimes your life gets put in a different direction. Sometimes it's losing a job. Sometimes it's an illness. Sometimes it's a financial setback where you kind of feel like maybe you're going backwards. But when you look back, the Lord, the paradox is when you're improvising and when you're harmonizing with what God is doing, joining him, mm -hmm. it turns out to be the blessing. It does. It does. And so there's some typical life paradoxes. I'm sure you may have heard some of these. The only constant is change. That's a paradox. Constant tells you it's like this all the time. Change is obviously variation. So the only constant is change. That's a paradox. How does that how does that work? Well, that's the They just say reality. that in Buffalo, if you don't like the weather, just wait twenty minutes. Yeah, it'll exactly. change. Yeah, that's exactly. a paradox. Yep. Uh, you may have heard this. The more choices we have, the harder it is to choose. Try sh going shopping. Before when we went to Vons when it was little, the little Vons here. I would be on the ten minutes. Twenty minutes, ten, twenty minutes, you're done. Now it takes you know forty five minutes. Why? Because you have so many more options, right? It's harder to choose. Um, failure leads to success. Doesn't make sense. How is failure going to help us get to to success? Well, Thomas Jefferson, the fact that we have light, he said, "I learned over nine hundred ways of how not to make a light bulb." Right? Mm -hmm. That was leading him to success. Yes. yes. Right. And so failure leads to success. Paradox. Don't makes doesn't make sense, but it is. It's it works. The more you learn, the more you realize how little you know. Oh, that's so true. That's such a true paradox. So true. And then here's one that I really find interesting. The pursuit of happiness makes you unhappy. So true. If you are so bent on becoming happy and making sure your world around you is perfect because that's going to bring you happiness, you're going to find yourself being yeah. unhappy because yeah. it'll never be perfect. Yeah. That's a paradox. It's like, how do I how do I get around this thing? And so in the Bible, it's full of paradoxes. Um, here are some. We see unseen things. So what's that? Well, it's faith. The scripture says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality mm -hmm. and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Faith is when you just say, I can't see it, but I just know that this is true. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to my brain, to my mind, mm -hmm. but in my heart, in my spirit, I just know that this is true. Yeah. And you go there. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. Mm -hmm. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Mm -hmm. 
So he just spoke it into existence. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make sense to our minds. How can that be? Mm -hmm. But God is God, right? He just spoke it. And so by faith, we believe these things. Mm -hmm. um, a another thing that we lead by serving. Totally backwards. Doesn't That's make sense. True. Jesus said, Kings and those with great authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects like tyrants. But this is not your calling. You will lead by a completely different model. The greatest one among you will live as the one who is called to serve others. Because the greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one with the heart of a servant. Paradox doesn't make sense, especially in our aggressive world here, where you have to be this strong powerful whatever to be the leader when he is saying if you want to be a great leader be a servant serve mm -hmm. others right uh, if you were to look at leadership management um, John Maxwell wrote a book called five Let uh, levels of leadership and the fifth level is basically being a servant raising up other leaders helping them rise up right and so it's it's totally backwards so it doesn't make sense in this world but it's a paradox a biblical paradox yet it works. It just works. There's another thing he said that I find very interesting. It's a good one. We find rest under a yoke. Under a yoke. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. Okay, so now he's talking to people. Hey, if you're exhausted and you're just like, man, I don't know if I can do this any longer. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. And then he says, take my yoke upon you. So he's telling them, look, I'll give you rest. And here's how I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to put this contraption on you that they use for cattle, you know, so you'd have two cattle working together and they'd put this contraption so that they could both pull the plow together. Mm -hmm. But he said, put my yoke upon you. Let me yeah, teach you. Yeah, be the you. one to walk with you. Yeah, because I am humble and gentle at heart. You see, the stronger uh, cattle, the stronger cow or whatever bull that was moving would be the one that would basically carry the, the younger one or the weaker mm -hmm. one. And so that's basically what he was saying. He says, you know, put my yoke upon you. Um, let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Paradox. Doesn't make sense. But it's, he's basically saying, look, just carry the things that I've given you to carry. Mm -hmm. These other things you don't have to carry. And you will find that your yoke will be easy the burden will be light. That's nice. We need to trust God for that, right? Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense sometimes, but right. we just have to trust that. And then another thing Paul said I thought was very interesting. We gain strength when we are weak. You know, he was struggling mm -hmm. with, he must have had some kind of ailment, and he was praying about it and saying, God, could you take this away from me? And God says, you know, in your weakness, you're strong, right? And so in, in Corinthians it says, now, so now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that mm -hmm. the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then, then I am strong. strong. Mm -hmm. That is so true. I think times in my own life when I felt so weak, I was so broken, and I look back and the Lord allowed me to exude such strength and such leadership when in, inside I was just feeling so weak. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like sometimes when we're weak, we rely on the Lord, and He's able to move great, greater in our lives. Absolutely. <clears throat> and so for that, I'm I'm really thankful. Yeah. Um, so I feel like for those of you that are going through a time where you really feel like you're just so in need of the Lord, mm -hmm. just let me assure you, 
that you are right smack where you need to be. That's right. And you are in the vine. You are abiding. You are you are bearing fruit. You are a fragrance of the Lord. And God is using you in more ways than you even understand. That's right. And sometimes when we're down, we look at other people and we think, why can't we just look like we have it all together like them? Or why can't we have the means that they have? Why do I always have to struggle? Why do I always have to be the one asking for help? Well, you know what? I feel, I just want to encourage you that... Um, in your weakness, you're being strong. Mm-hmm. God is, is is being positioned. You are in a position to exude such great great strength. And again, the paradox of how life is. You know, the next yeah. Huh? You know, I, I think I think this message is just great. And we, mm-hmm. I think these. You know, I think your next one. We live by dying. I mean, that is just so it doesn't incredible. Make sense. I yeah. know. It's yeah. like if you you know he who saves his life is going to lose it. That's right. But he who lays his life down, you know, is going to gain it. That's right. It's the complete opposite. It's a total letting go of yes. our control. Mm-hmm. You know, so when we basically die to ourself, we're mm-hmm. basically saying, I will not decide every single thing about my life. I'm going to let God decide. I'm going to look at his scripture. I'm going to sense his spirit, try to hear his voice, get a feel and a sense of what he's calling me to. And um, and so so you have to die to self, right? And that's how you live. Because when you die to self at that moment, then the Spirit of God is free to move in you and through you. And then all of a sudden, you're going to soar like the eagles. There's so many people that hold on to what they have and they think that that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's kind of like, imagine an eagle hanging out at a chicken coop. And he's down there with all the chickens and they're all clucking and making all kinds of noise. But he looks odd. He looks like he doesn't belong there. Mm-hmm. But yet, he doesn't realize that He's not supposed to stay in that little place where he mm-hmm. sees himself. He thinks that that's good for him, and he's clucking, he's making noises or whatever, trying to cluck, mm-hmm. and he's eating the seeds that everyone else is eating. When he could look up up into the sky and he sees someone that is just like him that's soaring over him, and it's like, you know, I, I remember reading the story about this. You know, it was just mm-hmm. a story, and I thought, man. You know, how many times do I find myself kind of like the chicken, even though I have been created to be an eagle, but I, I, I live like the chicken or like the mm-hmm. turkey down here at this level when I'm really called to be uh, able to soar above my circumstances. And so that's what Jesus was saying. He says, he said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? And so it's like so many people are just so bent and adamant of, man, I've got to get this. I have to go there. And they work themselves into a frenzy trying to get there. And then when they get there, they're miserable. They're like, man, I fought so hard and I tried so hard. It's like climbing the ladder the ladder of success. And then you get to the top and you realize you're on the wrong, wrong wall. Like, I've spent all my life trying to get here, and now it's like, it's not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not going to be. The, what's only going to fulfill you is when you're walking freely with God, when you're soaring with Him, mm-hmm. when you have died to self, and you've embraced and taken on all that God has for you. He has so much for you and for us. Mm-hmm. And He's blessed us. Every time I've given up something, He's blessed us yes. because of that. And yes. so, But it is a paradox. It doesn't make sense. But that's part of the journey of walking with God. That's part of the dance. That's part of the walk. That's mm-hmm. the part of the sensitivity and what it means to abide and and how 
when Christians say we don't walk by um, sight, we walk we walk by faith. That's right. And um, it's almost like we can't always explain it. It's a mystery. Yes. Um, but it's a beautiful mystery. It is. Just like a ship in the water or a maid with his uh, mistress. It's just, yeah. it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's a really good it's, message. These are you. five top paradoxes. I love it. Life with Jesus is a paradox. It, it just is. It doesn't make sense, to, especially to people outside that don't understand why we're doing what we're doing. It's do. funny. When I really came into a time when I was struggling with, do I really believe this? I'm really gonna com Am I really going to commit my life to this? I almost felt like I was dying. I almost felt like my intellect, who I was, my personality, I can't even explain. It was kind of a, it was definitely a crisis of belief. And when I finally said, you know what? I believe that you are the Son of God. Mm. I believe that you are the way and the truth and the life. And that surrendering, I felt like I received a life. Amen. After the surrender of the mental anguish and the, just the laying down, the letting go, the surrender, I felt eternal. I felt right. like I understood now why I was going to live forever. That's right. And even though I couldn't see God, I could see God. It was like, I, all of a sudden, it, it seemed Everything clear to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everything made so sense. So for those of you that are wondering and worrying about that step, it's the best step you can Just take. Just give it up. I'll, I'll never forget, you know, when uh, I, when I said, God, if you're out there, um, do something, because I'm losing it. And I remembered where I was. I was just trying to hold on to everything I had, whatever. And, uh, and I remember the moment when I said, God, if you want me, Mm. here's my life mm. you can do whatever you want with it yeah and you know he didn't tell me you know go quit doing this quit doing that change your behavior change and, and then clean up your act and come and come to church or whatever and, mm -hmm. you know he met me right where I was at and at that point is where he started to change me but I had to be willing to surrender right. everything right. I because when I told him when I gave him my life I meant it you know, and sometimes I want to take it back. Sometimes I wanted to do, I want to do things my way, but then ultimately I was like, you know what, God, but you're the one that knows the best thing. Amen. You've changed my life. You've, you've given me a trajectory that I never could have imagined. Right. So when that, two of us better. would have never come together without oh, absolutely. the Lord being absolutely. Our, our glue. So that's absolutely. exciting. So I want to pretty, pray a blessing yes, on you please. that, mm -hmm. uh, that you would recognize the Thank paradox you, of mm -hmm. faith and recognize the paradox of following mm -hmm. Jesus. Um, I guarantee you, you will not regret it. It will drive you crazy at times, but you will not regret it. So, Father, I pray blessings upon all those that are hearing this message. Mm -hmm. I pray, God, that you would draw them close to you. And, Lord God, that you would give them a sense of trust, of letting go of whatever it is, Lord, that they're holding on to, and that they would just open their hands, Lord, to release the things that they're holding on to so that they can embrace the new that comes from you. Mm -hmm. And so, Father, I pray that they would discover who they are mm -hmm. as they find themselves in you. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. And I pray blessings upon them. And I pray blessings upon their household and upon their health and all the things that they're going through, Lord God, their decisions, their moments that they have. And I pray, God, that in all things, God, that you just draw us to clo closer to you, mm -hmm. that we would see and recognize, Lord God, that you're so close to us and your desires are for good for each one of us. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, mm -hmm. amen. I have a song as you're closing. You can go ahead and shut me okay. off, but that song. <laughs> you're all I want. You're all I've ever needed. You're all I want. Help me know you are near. Hope that encourages someone. Mm -hmm.